welcome to this week's episode of FTR's weekly rail market update podcast. Join us each week as we dissect everything from market trends to economic indicators to explore how these factors are shaping the rail market landscape. Download the graphics package at ftrintel.com slash podcasts and feel free to use those slides as you defend your transportation thought leadership within your own company. So buckle up as we embark on a journey through the dynamic and ever-changing world of rail. Welcome to the latest Rail Market Update podcast. A little change of pace. I am your host today, Jonathan Starks. I am the CEO at FTR Transportation Intelligence, and I'm excited to join you as we kick off the new year with a look at the rail markets. Now, if you didn't see the feed at the very beginning of the year, Todd Ternowski got a new position outside of FTR. Now, he has been a fantastic colleague to work with. He was always full of energy and excitement when talking about the rail markets, and he will definitely be missed here at FTR. But stay tuned and be prepared for some more information uh, as we get into February about uh, what we're doing at FTR to make sure we're keeping you up to speed on what's happening throughout the rail industry. And of course, as we prepare for February, Keep an eye out for the State of Freight webinar registration for the trucking outlook put on by Avery Vice. We want you to make sure you're staying up to date on what's happening throughout the transportation markets. Uh, And of course, always get his trucking market update each week on this same feed. So now let's go ahead and talk about the rail markets. We've got rail traffic data for the week ending January 20th, 2024. So that's the third week of the new year. And ouch, the weather conditions really pummeled rail volumes. Intermodal volumes moved below the already weak 2022 results. And so we got a negative year-over-year comparison. But carload really took a big hit from the weather. And there weren't many commodities that were able to escape that impact. One segment that did see some potential positive news was Mexican traffic. It stayed steady. And uh, that was a a far cry from the winter woes that the Canadian and U.S. markets felt. So now let's dive into some of the data. Let's start with intermodal. Now, intermodal, like I said, it was better than carload. But guess what? It was still kind of a bad number to see from the intermodal perspective. And that's not looking at just week three. That's looking at how the market started for the beginning of the year. Yes, in the first two weeks, it did better than 2022. And so we had a positive year-over-year reading, uh, which, of course, then turned negative in week three. But doing better than 2022 isn't really what we were looking to see from the intermodal markets, especially when we saw much better results closer to the five-year average levels at the end of 2023. So we're starting 2024 off below the five-year average results, all right, and then, of course, taking a winter weather impact in week three. So January is going to show some weakness in the data, and hopefully there can be a relatively rapid recovery in the markets. Now, if we segment that out and look at just what was going on in the trailer market, trailer activity was actually pretty steady 
over the last few weeks. Now, it's down more than 20% year over year, and that has nothing to do with weather impacts. That is because of what's going on within that marketplace and its secular impacts that are occurring. Uh, but overall, the numbers were steady from week to week. So that was definitely a better result than many of the things we saw. Container volumes, on the other hand, were down very significantly from week two to week three. And they were down nearly more than four, 5% year over year in week three itself, comparing to 2023 results. Now, that does not mean that the market is uh, turning negative at the moment. All right. The first two weeks of the year were still positive, but it's not at the strength that we were anticipating potentially seeing coming off the, uh, the December results. Now, carload cratered as the temperatures dropped. Carload volumes kind of took that polar plunge last week. Now, we anticipate they'll probably recover fairly quickly, but will they be able to recover above normal levels for a period of time? We don't know yet. They may just recover back to normal levels and just leave the last couple of weeks as a weak environment that they don't really make up for anytime soon. We'll definitely be keeping an eye out, especially in early February, to see if the weather allows them to kind of make up those results. But in the latest week, volumes were down just over 20 percent year over year versus 2023. So that is a pretty negative environment. And the volumes were significantly below both of the results in week one and week two. Economically sensitive freight, so we strip out the coal, the ag, the petroleum products, and we look at that, it was slightly better results, but it was still down more than 15% year over year in week three, but the results were only modestly below uh, where the numbers started the year at in week one. So it was a little bit better, but still a pretty negative environment overall. Now, Western coal volumes, they stayed home as demand heated up. And that wasn't just a week three phenomenon. It started all the way back in week two. So in week one, volumes were actually at a very normal level, right in line with last year, right in line with the five-year average. Since then, they have gone down in consecutive weeks. And in week three, they were down more than 32% year over year when compared to 2023. So this is a very negative environment for coal at the moment. It will certainly recover as we get past the winter weather, uh, but it is starting right now from a very, very low level. Grain traffic kind of had a similar pattern, which it went lower for a second consecutive week after starting the year off at a fairly normal level. And so in the latest week, in week three, it was down more than 26% year over year, which in reality was actually a slight improvement from the results we had in week two, in which it was down nearly 27% year over year. <clears throat> so overall, the grain markets are not seeing a whole lot of great movement, obviously impacted by weather, and some comparison to a really strong week in week two last year, uh, but we're starting the levels very low right now. Petroleum loadings, they kind of actually helped 
stay up a little bit better than most segments. Uh, there was certainly a notable drop from week two to week three, but the year-over-year decline was less than 10%, just a little more than 9% decline. And in week one, they were actually up more than 6% year-over-year. So overall, the market's a little bit more stable in petroleum, uh, but it is not uh, still not anticipated to be a very strong market overall in the near term. Chemicals traffic actually started the year off pretty strong. In week one, up more than 15% year over year. Then in week two, still up a fairly strong 5% year over year. Both of those being pretty close to the five-year average results. And then week three happened, we saw a really notable drop, but still down pretty close to 8% year over year in week three, a much better result than we saw in the overall market, and those numbers should be able to recover pretty quickly. Stone, sand, and gravel movements, they were already weak to start the year. In the first couple of weeks, they were down more than 10% year-over-year, but they were following pretty close to the five-year average, but then the winter weather kicked in, and they took a really significant hit in week three. They were down more than 45%, so that's almost cut in half uh, the volumes versus 2023, a very significant hit to stone, sand, and gravel. Lumber and wood traffic, they weren't as robust to start the year, but nor did they drop as drastically in week three. However, the year-over-year decline was still pretty substantial, just a hair under a 20% decline in week three, and we're remaining below the five-year average results for all three weeks of the start of the year. Pulp and paper volume, they have moved considerably lower. The very first week of the year, they eked out a very small year-over-year gain, but they've been way below the five-year average, and they've continued to go down since that start. And so in week three, they were down nearly 3% year-over-year. That doesn't sound as negative as compared to some of the other segments, but 2023 was already a fairly weak year for pulp and paper movements. So we're comparing to a weak number already. Automotive, on the other hand, saw really strong results throughout all of 2023. The results so far in 2024 aren't quite matching those expectations. They've been down year over year for all three weeks so far into the new year. However, for week one and week two, they weren't too far off the five-year average results. And as we got into week three, we certainly saw that coming down even further. So we saw a 20% decline in week three. The real question when it comes to automotive volumes in 2024 is whether we're going to have any sort of normal seasonality like we typically have in which Volumes increase going into late Q1, come down at the start of Q2, then have some volatility coming out of Q2 into Q3. In 2023, they basically moved up to a high level, stayed at that high level for almost the whole year, and didn't have much seasonal movement. So we'll be looking to see if there's normal seasonal movement as we go through Q1 in this subject. Now, Mexico, like I said earlier, did not get the weather impact, all right? It held steady 
from week two to week three. Looking at Mexican intermodal, we're seeing really strong year-over-year growth, 20% plus for all three weeks of the year. Uh, but uh, they're remaining pretty close to the five-year average results. So we had a little bit of an easy comparison in early 2023. Uh, but again, no weather impacts, and they're starting the year off relatively strong. The one thing, obviously, to keep an eye on as we get some more data is what is going on with rail service and how long it takes them to recover from this winter disruption. In the first couple of weeks of the year for which we do have data, they were running at or above, we'll say, sort of their normal seasonal uh, results for velocity uh, and pretty close to that in dwell time. So after spending most of 2023 kind of being in a fairly normal spot, we are starting 2024 off in a fairly normal spot. All right. So not a bad service environment, but not one that's showing significant improvement. It's obviously going to take a big hit in week three once we get that data. And then the question is, how long will it take them to recover and get back to normal levels? It usually is going to take them at minimum two or three weeks. And depending on how much disruption there is in the system, it could take several additional weeks past that. The longer it takes them to get past it, the harder it is to get the volumes back into the system. So we'll be keeping a close eye on those as we look at the probably next three to four weeks of data. So the key takeaways, intermodal, it's weak, right? But a little better than the carload environment. Carload really did take a big hit from those weather woes. The service measures started the year off normal, but those metrics are gonna degrade with the next release of information and they're gonna stay bad for at least several weeks. And it really depends on how quickly they can recover in those service metrics to see what the volume numbers are gonna be like going into February. Now, and then the Mexican traffic, it stayed pretty resilient. It started the year off relatively strong compared to 2023. And so hopefully they can continue to keep that going forward. Uh, with that, I want to say thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. Keep tuned and we'll be happy to share more information on what's going on within the rail markets. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us for this week's Rail Market Update podcast. Be sure to check out FTR's additional complimentary market coverage at ftrintel.com slash state dash of dash freight dash today.